This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You're listening to the Hunting Land Man podcast. This is Slade Priest, your host, the Hunting Land Man. Rack buck down here on opening day. If you're interested in rack bucks and real estate and everything that has to do with hunting property, this is the podcast for you. Well, here we go. Episode 29 of the Hunting Land Man podcast. As always, brought to you by Southern Ag Credit. They take great care of us, myself, my parents, me and Ryan with RNS Land Company. And our clients, I mean, they, uh, you know, we do as many deals with Southern Ag Credit as anybody. They take, they have great products, great people. They get land. Check out Southern Ag Credit. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. Even when interest rates are high, they're still hard to beat. All right, this is episode twenty nine. This is a first for the Hunting Land Man podcast. This is we're going to be real quick. This is our second podcast of the day. We uh, filmed one earlier, and I've been getting this question a lot. And this is fall food plots. And depending on where you're listening to this, we're in southwest Mississippi. We have been dry for six weeks or so now. We've been in planting season for six weeks. But myself, I'm not saying I'm smart. I'm just saying I've been sitting on go waiting on what we've got tomorrow. We've got 70% chance of rain tomorrow, 50 60% chance next Monday, and then some more in the 15-day forecast. That's what we need. A lot of people, I was at the co-op um, and all up and down the road, you see the seed carts, people covering seeds, stuff like that. A lot of people are banking on this rain uh, we're supposed to get tomorrow. So good Lord willing, y'all do the rain dance out there. We're going to get this rain. Um, you know, I get this question a lot, Slade. What do you plant? What do you like to plant where? And look, this stuff, first of all, is not rocket science. You make it way harder than it is. Ride by a farmer's big ryegrass field in the fall, and guess what's out there? A bunch of deer. Oh, deer don't like ryegrass. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Now, I'm going to dive straight into this. Let's just take... So, my my place is like the testing ground. So, if I'm promoting a Backwoods product, which is who we are, Backwoods Attractions, and look, Backwoods, 
makes, I think, one of the top quality uh, food plot products and feeds and minerals, things like that. Now, are there other companies that make great products? Absolutely. I'm not telling you there's not. I know a lot of the people who've been involved in making these seed blends. Um, some of the Goins brothers from Alabama, they hunt in the south like I do. They're killers. All the boys at small town, they're killers. They kill a lot of deer, and they wouldn't be making these products if they didn't believe in them. Now, they've got a lot of the similar products uh, with different companies or whatever, but I'm going to tell you what I use and what I like and what I promote and what I promote to my clients. Um, okay, let's take my place, for instance. All right, I have two like destination fields in front of my house or it's about 10 acres combined and I will plant uh like a big three and then I've got some trophy acre and um and um sugar rush out there I'm going to go hand seed uh after I do with the big cart on, on some of those areas out there to look pretty down the driveway and stuff like that and I can go take pictures in my pretty backwoods and when I ride by it and make me smile even if I'm not hunting and say oh look how good my pro- my food plot looks mm-hmm. Um, all right. So around me, I have a lot of ryegrass, literally probably a couple hundred acres in, you know, within a deer's home range right here in this area. So, you know, if you don't have any competition, deer is going to come to ryegrass like crazy. Is it the best form? No, not really. But, you know, I mean, it works and look, it comes up and it can take deer pressure really well. Now, if a deer has a choice and all things remaining equal, he can go to the ryegrass field over here or he can come eat what I planted in my food plots. So I planted Dixie 6. Dixie 6 is heavy on the wheat, got some oats, got some Ebalon rye, which is usually better than the rye that um, farmers plant. Got some peas, got some rape, got some clover. That clover is going to put nitrogen back into the soil. If you are going to plant anything like a cereal grain, like a ryegrass or wheat or oats, I always think you need to put some uh, crimson clover or any type of clover back in there to put some nitrogen back in the soil. And if you don't get out there in a certain amount of time to put some nitrogen or something in there, or you don't, you know, at least you will get some nitrogen in the soil. I bet you didn't know that, did you? I didn't know that. Man, I'm teaching Caleb, my co-host, all kinds of stuff. Anyway, um, and look, I, I've done a little bit of everything. I've managed places and been on tractors since I was, you know, 10, 12 years old doing this stuff. Um, you know, if, if, if you think you need to put 200 pounds of fertilizer, put 250. If you're going to spend the time to do it, do it right. Um, like I said, I put the Dixie 6 out. I put 250 pounds of triple 13. And I put a little, I need a little, um, to work on my pH a little bit, so I put a little bit of pelletized lime in there. I've got all new ground at my house, and I'm kind of doing pretty good until I get, I've got, my place has got a bunch of concrete out in fields. This was an old army base at one time, an old army camp, and so, you know, I'm still getting that soil back in, in good condition. Still got a couple stumps that were letting rot and things like that. Anyway, my food plots usually look real good, and if we get this rain tomorrow, they should look great. Now, the Dixie 6 being wheat, oats, rye, and peas, and rape, and crimson clover, it should be a better product than my neighbors who are feeding cows, and actually, they deer hunt over there, too. Now, are my deer still going to go to that ryegrass field? A million percent. A lot of them are going to go over there. Now, their preferred preferred food source is going to be on me, but deer just do I mean, they, they like different things, so we're, we're going to have them anywhere. Now, I've got a pretty good little habitat and a lot of food for my 130 acres with 
17 acres of food plots on 130 acres, including, you know, with my house and all. So uh, we keep, keep a lot of food. Uh, and like I said, I'm going to go play a little bit and put a little bit of trophy acre and, um, and, um, sugar rush out there. Uh, also, um, you know, what should you plant? Well, it has a lot to do with what works. And for me to tell you what works on your place, I don't know. You know, I do know this down here in the South where I hunt, not where you hunt, where I hunt, I can go plant uh, sugar rush and things like that. And yes, the deer will eat the tops of the rape and turnips and sugar beets. But as far as eating the, the, the product under the ground, the turnips, the radishes, whatever under the ground and never seen them do it. And I've seen it get really cold. They say, oh, it takes a good record. I, I just never seen them do it here at home. Now, Missouri, where we hunt, I got videos, buddy, right now. It ain't even been cold yet. Mm-hmm. Them, and I see it every year. What we saw in that video the other day, yeah. I see it every year. Them, so they'll pick up those big old, you know, foot-tall uh, turnip leaves out of there and get that turnip, and they'll put it in their mouth, you know, Salt or not, uh, baseball size and shave that thing down with their teeth. They just love them. I mean, like Ryan had, Ryan Wascom had 30 plus deer in a, uh, that was a sugar rush field the other day. And, uh, we've had very little rain and it is doing exceptional. So, depending on where you hunt, like where we hunt and everything up in our Missouri, Kansas, Iowa, I know Cody and them have some really good luck with rape and turnips and things. Um, up in Iowa. Um, now I think down here, you know, rape doesn't really produce a product in the ground. They like that the tops, and I think it's a good variety. I I, I think they like now Ryan Wascom, twenty five miles from here, he planted like a seven way mix one time. I think I forget what it's called. That uh, what he planted, maybe decked out or something. Um, at uh over in Amick County, and he had deer just wearing it out, all of it, and and not not just not the tournaments, but all the leaves and stuff. So it's different in your area, you know. If you got if you've got a one acre food plot, and you say, you know, I want to have a good food plot, but I like to test some stuff, you know, put out you know put out your 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 big three, and maybe some clover in it, and and then maybe on one edge or one line through the middle, put some uh, trophy acre or something like that. See what works for you. You can put a camera on it, you can watch it with your eyes and see what the deer do different times of year. So, you know, you can play with this stuff, and it's fun. Mm. I don't know. I like playing with it and feeding them and doing that as much as I like hunting. But, uh, you know, everywhere is going to work different. If you said Slade, I'm in southwest Mississippi or anywhere in the south. I want a good food plot. I want it to be green, and I don't want a lot of headache with it. Big three with clover. Easy. Ryegrass, wheat, oats with some clover in it. Now, uh, it's going to be a little more expensive, but a better product will be the uh, white clovers. Uh, the crimson clovers uh, are just going to be an annual. They're going to come in the spring and then be done. The uh, white clovers, the Ladino clovers, are going to be, you know, go throughout the year. And if you have your pH right, you'll have a food plot all year, you know, with good rain and stuff like that. So if you don't have a whole lot to plant, got a little more budget, big three with white clover, I really like. They got a big five of white clover too. But um, you can't go wrong with ryegrass, wheat, and oats. They coming. They coming. They coming, bro. And, uh, of course, you know, if you're like us and you got feeders in every field, they really like that, too. Yep. But even deer are browsers. You know, deer eat everything. You know, they'll, they'll eat gum tree limbs. They'll, they eat everything they just like. So it's good to have a variety out there. 
the main thing I can preach about this stuff, it's not rocket science. First of all, you want to have something green out there for them to eat. Um, I don't, don't over, you know, don't overthink it. Something that I do different now, some people will call me crazy. Something that I do different, I rarely cover seed. Why do you say? Well, I usually don't plant till a day or two before the rain, just like I do now. Let God do his thing. Let the rain beat the sea. And I don't, like today, me and Caleb rode in the field. I made sure there wasn't a bunch of crows or doves out there eating my my wheat seed, and there wasn't. So I was a little worried. But Mm -hmm. so, you know, do I lose some seed? Maybe it doesn't germinate because I don't cover it. Maybe. But how much do I lose if I cover it with a hara or something like like a lot of us do on our plots? Now, you know, if I had a cultipacker, uh, which I will have uh, on my place uh, one day. I just ain't got around to getting one. Yes, I cover. I've cut. Co- I've covered more seed with that, you know, on my parents' place and stuff than anything else. But man, look, you plant right before rain. Let that rain beat that seed in. You're not gonna have it, especially when you go with like the big three. Uh, you know, those stuff. I mean, ryegrass and wheat will come up in the back of your truck. It was growing right here in the white rock. That is an actual good point. So not only so in, in behind my house I had a uh, I had a couple bags of trophy acre and um what do we have uh that summer mix um here I can look on here I'm not sure uh we had one of the summer mixes from backwoods uh, it was two or three different products and every one of them was coming up mm-hmm. in the white rock yeah so we had white rock uh right behind my house and uh, there it is bachelor pad no it's a bachelor pad I think so, actually. Yeah, bachelor pad. Okay. So anyway, we had it behind my house, and when we were loading it up and stuff going to Missouri, it was, of course, a little seed spilled out. I had to spray Roundup <laughs> behind my house because I had so much backwoods coming up in the rocks right behind my house. And it's actually, the Roundup didn't kill some of that stuff. It's pretty hardy, so it's still some of it back there. Uh, I'm sure after this rain we're going to get tomorrow, it'll be coming up that much more. Um, <clears throat> You know, if you're like me and you like to play with different products, um, you know, I like to do it all in one field. So maybe if one food plot product doesn't work as good in a field, like they don't like it as much, you're not messing up that field. Now, if you have a small field, um, you know, like I, a buddy of mine planted uh, heavy rape uh, in September a couple of years ago just for bow season. Had incredible luck with it, man. Just deer coming out really tender. You know, usually this time of year, a lot of stuff's brittle and nasty. Had a lot of luck with us, Barrett. Um, and he's been on the podcast before. He's a deer killer. Killed him a good deer the other day. A lot of people in the south where I'm at, they love to plant in September. Oh, man, I'm planting September bow hunt over it. It's all good when it works out good, but good Lord, just it seems like every year, September, early October, it's dry as a bone, just like it is right now. If I had to recommend, you know, a recommended plant date for Southwest Mississippi and the Felicianas, you know, you know, within an, within two hours of South of Centerville, Mississippi, I'd be mid October, man. I'd have my ground ready in early October, and I'd be sitting there waiting on, you know, watching the Weather Channel every day as those hunters do. And when I saw that rain coming, get that seed out. It's going to be hard to beat. Um, now, a lot of people are not as fortunate as me. I have a, I can kind of make my own schedule. You know, if you only got to do it on Saturday and Sunday, I get it, man. I feel you. Um, you know, but I, it's don't put your seed. And this is Slade's opinion. Don't put your seed in the ground because it's the time of the year. Put your seed in the ground 
when the soil's right and the, and the weather's right. Yeah, and it's a lot different, you know, here than where I'm from in northeast Louisiana. You got a lot better soil. Yeah, and it's, you know, it, it holds a lot more moisture year-round, mm-hmm. so you're not dependent on the rain quite as much, and it's just a lot different. And know? that's going to be for a lot, of, a lot of the country, you know. Uh, but either way, you know, if you pull up your 15-day forecast and it don't have any little blue marks, which means rain, any on that 15-day forecast? You're going to burn it up. Do not. I don't care how wet your soil is. Don't you got to get some rain at some point in the first 10 days that product being in the ground or it needs to. Now, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do, but don't be mad at Backwoods or Whitetail Institute or, or Buckbusters or whoever you play. Don't be mad at them when you put seed in the ground when no rain's in the forecast. Oh, and my food plots don't look good. And, you know, if it sits in there two and three weeks without rain, you're going to lose some seeds or some of it's going to germinate and then die off, get stunted. Or, you know, you can have turkeys or deer or hogs like like a lot of this product with the weed in it. Them hogs will go out there or doves or whatever, wood ducks, wood ducks, yeah. wood duck, you know, everything will go out there and eat that wheat. And, uh, you know, so if you don't see any rain in the forecast, don't blame your food plot company when your stuff doesn't come up. Um, you know, fortunately around here, we can hunt over feed early season. So, you know, we don't have to rely on the food plots. And I will, if you want to bow hunt over something, I would bow hunt. Uh, I, I would plant a summer product, you know, in, in July, June, July, August, you know, depending on what you're doing. I would do that and plan on bow hunting other than plant my fall food plots early because, your fall food plots are what we're going to mainly hunt over and rely on, especially down here in the south when our rut's going to be in December and January. You know, you want them food plots. You want them does and big mamas in there heavy mm-hmm. in December and January. And the only way to do that is to have a good food fall food plot. And, man, look, if you don't have any rain in forecast, I've planted in November before. Not a, not, not a problem if you got rain coming. I mean, if you've got like that big three mix in any of those and you get a rain, I mean, in three weeks you got huntable grass. Yeah, it shouldn't take it long if you've got Yeah, it and, and then it's coming. And, um, you know, so, so primarily early October, but, you know, whenever the rain says it's coming, man, and look, and I tell you what, old farmers have been doing this way longer than Slade and Caleb and all these deer hunters out here listening have been doing it. And, They'll tell you, I mean, I got two of the biggest farmers in the county uh, are right next to me, and they don't even think about putting ryegrass in the ground until, or grass, as they say, until uh, mid-October. They don't even think about it. Well, I mean, look, we're getting rain tomorrow. We've been riding up and down these roads literally every day. And when we rode up and down them today, I noticed all them fields were dissed up. There's a reason, you know, Mm -hmm. that they're just now disking them up. And they are not doing it to kill a deer. They're doing it to make a living and feed their cows. So they're going to be smart about when they do it. They're going to time it right, and they're going to put their money where their mouth is, and that's exactly uh, why they do it mid-October. So, you know, to conclude this thing, what to plant, it's going to different in every area. Now, I'll tell you, any area I've ever hunted in, Deer love wheat, Kansas, you know, anywhere they love wheat. Pretty much anywhere up north, uh, your big leaf, your turnips, your radishes, your uh, sugar beets, things like that, like a like a trophy acre or a um, or sugar rush. I like the sugar rush because it got so many turnips in it, and 
dude up there in the Midwest, they love them turnips. It looked like she had a dang head of lettuce. And dude, it's like that. It's crazy. And uh, so, I mean, that's what we like up there. But, uh, you know, the wheat, the like in Kansas, those big wheat fields will absolutely fill up with deer. So, you know, those are with some turnips and some wheat, you're going to be goody there. Now, when you get down the south, I still like the big three, you know, ryegrass, wheat, and oats. Now, speaking of ryegrass, not all, not all ryegrass is not created equal. So, if you say, Slade, you know, I'm planting ryegrass. Well, if you're going to go cheap and plant ryegrass, plant like a tetraploid or Evalon ryegrass. It's a better ryegrass than your straight old ryegrass that, that um, you know, the cheapest ryegrass you can get. Um, if you're going to take the time to buy expensive hunting license, buy expensive corn, uh, spend the time, spend the time, get you a good food plot product out there, feed these deer. Um, I, like I said, I love to throw the clover in there too with the big three. And I was feeding, I was planting big three before big three was a product. You know, I, I was planting that mm. and mixing it myself. Yeah. And, and so was a lot of other people. So, um, don't overthink this stuff. And look, uh, call me or shoot me up, uh, shoot me an email or uh, I'll help you. I love to help people with stuff like this and get results. Now, this is all I ask if you email me or text me or hit me up on social media. If I help you, tell me how it worked. I'm trying to learn here. I'm trying to kill more rack bucks. And send us pictures whenever yes. you get them. That's right. Well, Caleb and I are fixing to get out of here. I'm going to shoot my bow a little bit. We're headed to Kansas later this week and hopefully kill a big rack buck. I would say heading to a wheat field. He's probably going to be heading to some corn because they've had no rain out there. They don't have wheat in the ground yet, so... Hey, we'll shoot them over corn, over wheat, on a trail, on road. We just shoot them. Just shoot them, bro. All right, we're going to get out of here. Caleb, if you'll hit that little blue button down there, I'm going to go shoot my bow real quick. Y'all have a blessed day. Hey, thank you for listening to the Hunting Landman podcast. If you will, take a moment, give us a five-star written review, guys. This really helps us out. And if you know anybody you think will be interested in this podcast, please share it with them.